What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares Podcast, the only show where we watch and play our way through horror to determine what is truly essential. I am your host, Corbin, and with me today is Bobby. I have an unsettling and ever-growing amount of skulls on my desk right now. (laughs) Alan. Good evening. We have got a great show for you today. We're going to be discussing Malignant, the brand new film and likely franchise to be from modern horror legend James Wan. Before we get into it, though, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. Uh, This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning to the brand new film Malignant, um, or Malignant, as uh, Alec Baldwin says in, in the hilarious SNL skit. Um... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't want Malignant or, or Malignant spoiled for you, uh, go watch it on HBO Max, you dummy. Uh, or just skip the time code ahead. <clears throat> Is Malignant scary? I mean, like, is it? I I watched this movie for, like, an hour and like 52 minutes and i i feel like there were parts that should have been scary but i still can't tell but did i have fun with malignant i think i did corbin i like how this week your spoiler warning is just my review spark notes version of your review yeah (laughs) it's a spoiler free spark notes review (laughs) yeah because the other thing I wanted to say is, um, what if they made Lights Out better? Uh, okay, I wrote that down. Did I, we all write that down? <laughs> I texted Bobby while I was watching it, and I said, is this just Lights Out, but better? Or I think I said, but gorier. Like, my, <laughs> I'm so glad we my, all had that my, thought. My note, I, I didn't write it until like 80% of the way through the movie, but it was like one of the last times the lights flickered and Gabriel showed up, and I just wrote, the lights flicker, and then he shows up. It makes me think of lights out every time. Yeah. The, the first one that had me do that is uh, when she gets back in her house and she's looking out across the street and the lamp flickers on the street lamp and he walks yeah. out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's lights out. Oh, what, no. What about just wow. the, the very first scare of the movie when Derek, the abusive husband, what an is, asshole. is about to get killed? He sees uh, Gabriel right in the shadows yeah. and then he turns the light on and he's gone <laughs> but 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 the couch like lifts up so it's like you know he was there Ooh, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah <laughs> it was um oh by the way Derek is uh this was was one of the is like that the third name, Winchester right, brother yeah with the third I, Winchester I brother from Supernatural <laughs> yeah I was like I, I texted Mal like I'm like what's the third Winchester's brother's name What 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 is his name and she's like what you mean you mean Jared Padalecki? I'm like, no, no, the other one, the baby. And she's like, I have no idea what you mean the the the. the and then she said the name, and I was like, yeah, he's he's an abusive husband in this movie. It's okay. He's only in the movie for three minutes. And yeah, and he like and like you, he sucks. He like I was yeah. like I was like I was like Derek fucking sucks. And then Derek fucking it was before he fucking smashes her face into the wall. I'm like, what the fuck? Derek really sucks. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, like I did a very similar note. I I got Derek is not a good guy. Okay, he is like real bad. Is exactly what I had written out. (laughs) Is that I? I my note on him was only four words long, and it was just abusive husband is abusive. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) and then he dies, so it didn't even matter. Yeah, well, yeah, they they needed the first kill to feel. Relatable character, less less scary. People people die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that was, I, I want to talk about that intro real quick, because I think that the yeah. intro sets the stage for what the actual movie is so, so well. And, like, my very first two notes, and I think that this pretty much describes the whole movie, uh, was very fun cinematography, and then first on-screen wound is played for laughs. And it <laughs> they just ran that train for all the way until the end, and I'm Okay. Personally, I'm so happy that they did. The so, dialogue is like so is so silly. It's in that so scene fucking like... can, dude. It's so okay. So like, <laughs> I was like, this cancer. feels like a Resident Evil movie, but for some I reason, I wrote that down several times. <laughs> but but for some reason, I'm about it. Here was the first note I wrote. Was like, <laughs> was like, I don't. I'm so confused by this movie because it um, 
It is not high art. <laughs> no, but is it might be of the highest low art. Oh, <laughs> uh, I yes. I you know what? I think I think that could be a review you could put on the box. <laughs> the highest and it's low not art a movie bad review you. either. Like that's no, that's a compliment I, I, I in a weird it, I way. It strongly, yeah. I made it in, in a good way. <laughs> like I, I, I went into this movie being like, I, I'm gonna try to not because I, it, my, my opinions on James you don't Wan, like James Wan. Yeah, my opinions on to, James yeah. Wan are are pretty actually well known at this point. But like, I gotta give him credit. Like this movie, I didn't, I didn't get that it was meant to be kind of like almost a black comedy until far too late but when i finally got like that it was like meant to be like a like a giallo like but like kind of almost paid for last kind of thing i didn't get that until yeah. like far too late but when i finally i was like i think i actually like this movie a lot because i kept being like yeah. I, I kept being like this is stupid and doesn't work because i'm laughing at it and then i'm like but then there's other moments where i'm like this actually kind of works this is kind of cool and then i was like wait a second what if what if the parts i was supposed to be laughing at are intentional <laughs> And then I started looking at it, and I was like, "Okay, so maybe this movie's pretty dope." Like, yeah, it's not scary. I want to get that off the bat. There no, was there was no of, moments in this movie scary. that I was like, yeah. Huh. "But yeah, there was one jump scare in it, and it got Maggie. It didn't get me. What I in, the, in with Derek? Is that no? It was. was there a jump I want to say it was more towards the middle of the film when we were seeing Gabriel. At some point, he was just like a quick shot of him or something it there there was just i remember there was one because maggie jumped and i was like what are you jumping for it's right like come on now it's right there yeah i don't i don't know that they, it was so the i guess only i didn't reason i remember it is because she jumped and looked at me mm-hmm. with like why didn't you jump <laughs> it's oh, the only yeah. reason i remember there was one in the film <laughs> oh man um so just to uh, bounce off bobby's point about it being uh funny and probably intentionally so i think that one of the areas that you see this the most uh where you might at first think this movie is just bad is the di- the dialogue the dialogue is corny and at times stilted and it feels like poorly written dialogue but i think if you really think about it it also you know what it made me think of was italian dialogue translated into english and then dubbed it like <laughs> delivered back in because all of the lines are they're so obviously bad it's like this was clearly intentional uh one of my favorites was when uh uh the main character madison her birth mom is in the hospital and the cop is like when's she gonna wake up and then the other guy's like she's in a coma <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just very funny to me. <laughs> there were there were there were a couple moments where like like the explaining Gabriel was like Jesus Christ, man! Like oh, it was great. What about at the very end when like she's fighting Gabriel and then her sister just randomly is like, he ate your babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and I, I wrote i wrote that down like way in the beginning i was like are they gonna bring up these like miscarriages or was that just like for fluff and then finally two minutes before the end they just wind that all the way back and <laughs> just, like offhanded it it's it's just silly he, he was feeding off your life force <laughs> or like and another one of those lines she was like it was my body the whole time and then lifts a 400 pound this, yeah. fucking <laughs> hospital bed which like okay but i do kind of like that the movie stuck with the in the in-universe logic of that where it's like okay well I, I, gabriel I mean, yeah. could do it yeah. so it was just <laughs> why not it just it really adds to that corny like level of like just the delivery if he could do it i could do it and yeah. she just does Ugh, good. but that's everything that with gabriel is like everything mm-hmm. about gabriel like talking is like super fucking cringe like every oh, time yeah. he opens his mouth it's just like i'm gonna fucking kill you like, I, I love that he he was like what if jigsaw was like a step too far that's how he felt to me <laughs> speaking of though right we, yeah. we, we should get right into it because there's a couple things i, I want to mention outside of it but like the yeah. big twist 
Was it a big oh, twist sure. for you, or was it like no. painfully obvious? Because Alan said, for me, it was painfully obvious. So it it got me to some degree because I I did not anticipate the tone of what this movie would be based on the trailer at sure. all. I had oh me neither. I was no definitely clue. surprised by that. I was yeah. I was thinking this was some sort of spooky, scary ghost story or something in that realm. So when I when when the intro ends and we need to cut out the cancer is said directly to the camera, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to recalibrate what I'm watching here because this is not what I expected it to be. So, and then you had a very 2003 cre- opening credit sequence, which yeah. I adored, by the way. Bottom, <laughs> just cutting random flesh. Like, it's so it's so early 2000. It's like a disturbed video. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but I, I call the brother two, and sister thing. Two dots over that U. Okay, real quick for some new metal. <laughs> I, I called the brother and sister thing pretty early on. That yeah. was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, like, and I said this to Bobby, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe that they're, like, the one person. But I'm like, no, that's not going to be it. And I just, I pushed that yeah. aside. And then I was like, no, no shit. All right. Well, I guess that's, that is the way we're going. Okay. I also I did like how Gabriel ran backwards. I thought oh, that was thought, fucking cool yeah. as fuck. I, I thought all it was all the reverso stuff. Gabe, it was awesome. Gabriel yeah. moving was very cool. I, I I I was like the first thing I said was, Oh man. Like the first time you see Gabriel, I was like, Oh man, that's really cool the way he moves. And I was like, also Gabriel is Voldemort head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like Madison and Gabriel as Voldemort head. Like, cause like, Which told, and it totally was. Yeah, yeah. And like, cause I mean, like, obviously, right? Like, you even see like, like they they pick up the socks, but like you can even kind of see a Gabriel is on somebody like back in the thing where he's all like through the through the sheet. It's like that is that is that is somebody tet to somebody else's back. Wait. Yeah, they they like they're hiding it, but in the mo in the thinnest way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that that's part of part of its influences, you know. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first movie to like do this kind of story, and like I think that it almost like it's not intended to be a huge gotcha, because if you're able to watch this movie and kind of understand what they're going for, you probably see it coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. So just you just enjoy the ride oh, yeah. as you go. <laughs> and it was cool. Yeah, the fact that he could he was like a kung fu guy didn't. That I think kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Did it? Yeah. The John Wick scenes. Yes. Like yeah. okay, so like the one where the, where like he's in the jail cell and he's just like mm-hmm. killing all of the very very for some reason dirty women. Like just. <laughs> I thought I thought that too. I was like, why why does everybody look like they're from an episode of like NCIS? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just dirty and stereotypical. It looks like it was like a post-apocalyptic. They got them from a post-apocalyptic extras set, like, like, but Are like, you guys here from Army of the Dead? Yeah, like, and <laughs> I, but like that was kind of cool. And again, that was when I was like, oh, James Wan definitely remembered Saw, because uh, mm-hmm. like he promised that this is going to be his most gory film. And um, I don't, I'm still not sure if that was fully delivered, but that was de- it was definitely a, an honest attempt. I think it it might have been delivered just by like raw quantity, yeah. Because usually, like like saw movies are super gory, but there's only like four kills, yeah. you know. And in this one, I mean, he killed like twenty people in the jail alone. So. Yeah, I mean, she he killed an entire police precinct, effectively. Like, yeah, yeah but there's like what, like I the best kills is done partially off screen. I think which one where he bashes the doctor with the trophy. So I actually mm-hmm. had an interesting note that I wrote down with that one because thinking it's James Wan and thinking the gore was going to be high because you don't see a ton of gore before that. I mean, you see the intro, the arm break, uh, you see Derek get twisted, but then you just see like this off screen head bash. And I wrote, is this just not going to be as gory as I expected it to be? Or, or I wrote something kind of similar to that because I figured this is James Wan. There's going to be a camera shot to the skull bash because it. That yeah. just was what I was expecting. Then you fast forward to uh, it just even as the movie went on, this the next kill after that when he had forged the weapon. Also, love it. Love the idea of taking a trophy, turning it into a sword. 
super into it. Yeah. Uh, that was kill fun. was substantially more gory because you actually get to see him like slash the doctor up. But it just that that specific head bash kill, I was like, huh. I thought I thought mm-hmm. they would have shown more there than kept it off screen. It for me, it, it worked the most out of all of them because like the stabby one was like they they're both very clearly a lot of this is like CGI gore, which mm-hmm. is that's fine, whatever. But like. I don't know. There was something about just like the the speed of yeah. the bashing and like the the split splat like that worked. Mm-hmm. And then when he when the dude like when he when he fucking stabbed the other dude, I was like, this is like weirdly clean. Like compared like compared to how like dirty the killer is, it felt like a little bit. And then they showed I that's I think that's intentional though. I think that's part of like. The Italian inspirations, because yeah. a lot of those movies are like there is very clean violence. Yeah. yeah, but but then they show his like corpse afterwards that didn't really match the kill that we saw. So like there was yeah, a little bit of like, and then and then they kind of like take that the next step with the, that third kill by just not showing yeah. the, the kill and just showing the corpse. So so I guess on that point, <sighs> which the so the the second kill the head bash. That was the the female doctor, correct? Yes. They, okay. We have to cut out the cancer. Cut out the cancer. Yeah. yeah. She gets yeah. bashed like that. You see all the women in the jail cell that get eviscerated. Very. Those women are gored significantly more than the police precinct, which is all just like stabbings for the most part. I mean, one dude gets his head or his arm chopped off, which is pretty gory. But like, I don't know. It's, I guess it's interesting that the women in this film seem to get much more gory kills than the men who have almost more just straight, you're dead. And that's it. Oh, like, there's we, not a are, lot of, like, fanfare to that. But with Are we the talking women, about the intrinsic sexism of horror films? I mean, I guess, to some degree. But it's, it just, it, I, that, that honestly stands out to me as, like, a, like, there, one of these things is not like the other. You know? Like, this is su- substantially more, uh, visceral than just a dude gets stabbed in the neck and dies do you think that maybe it has less to do with the fact that a lot of the police were men and a lot and the jail people were women and more to do with the fact that james wan does quite like the police and there so there is an element of uh, holding back we have to make them heroic yeah yes he did Uh, he the police feature it feature a central role in like every single one of his movies yeah, I mean the main character in Saw. The entire Saw, the entire Saw franchise yeah. is a police is officer. a police, it's a detective. Well, the, multiple detectives. That's neither here nor there. Right, and so so is this right? Like if this becomes a franchise, like Which the police are gonna, yeah, they'll ob- they'll obviously feature prominently in, in every movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 two cops are still alive at the end of it. No, yep. and so is that the third uh, the CSI. Okay. Chip. I loved her. So funny. She was great. I, I love lo- I, like. I was like... She was the only one who I was a little bit worried Like when I thought they were going to kill her. Yeah, like, she was oh, the only I one. I actually don't want her to Yeah, die. she was the only one. I didn't care if anybody... But I was like... I was like... Yep. Her her love for that... What What, what is his name? Uh, Kakoa? Shaw. Detective Shaw. Yeah, Kakoa. Yeah. Kakoa Shaw. Yeah, like where, where she was like so fucking can, but I was like, but I don't even care. It's so... It's so cute. Like she's mm-hmm. just she's just cute. Like yeah, and like I, and like it is is it is it bad that it's a caricature? Yeah. And and is it probably me being that this movie is like it, it, to a certain extent targeting men and like I'm a man and I'm like, yes, I think the cute girl is cute. Like, yeah, it's probably yeah, not good. Thought, right? It's <laughs> probably not good, but like listen, I thought she was cute and, and I like and, and, I, and like yep. I thought I thought like her little character was cute so fucking yeah. sue me. I, th- I think it helps that everybody is a caricature in this movie yes. from every every good guy and the villain yes. everybody is just an, a caricature yes. so it's like eh, whatever. Yeah. I'll I'll let it wash away. <laughs> Listen, I I have to protect my image here, okay? I shouldn't like yeah. this movie, but I was very smitten by it for some reason. The more I talk it's, about it's the okay. more I'm selling It's okay to have on. two James Wan movies you like. Or three, including. I, I, I like the good ones, apparently. And this one, I don't even know if it's good. I can't. I don't know. This movie is super divisive. It, Online is very I know. divisive. Critic, critic scores critical, and critical audience leads. scores are not matching up one bit. Um, yeah. I so oftentimes I say in our episodes that I do no research. I actually started looking into stuff after I watched this movie, which I think will reflect when we talk later in the show. Um, 
and the first thing I looked up was what are the reviews like for this movie? Because I just, I just had to know after I finished it. Normally, I don't overly care where the reviews of other critics, other audience members are, but this one I had to know. Like, am I lining up at all with anybody? And it was just the 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 delta between those two is like thirty percent or so, something yeah. like that. Like, it's a pretty big swing between critics and audience at this point what what is the audience score it's like 55 like? I, saw the Tomatoes, I want to say 68 like i think when 55. i looked it was like 55 yeah. i'm looking and, right and, now on rotten tomatoes critics it's was 67 it's 76 uh critics 53 audience yeah um which i get right because i think critics because now technically we're critics um oh, absolutely uh this is a, this is episode sixteen, guys. Yeah. So we're it's where official. we at? So yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I yeah. I guess. Uh, we're we're critics to an audience to about thirty. Uh, um, but I I I think this movie is just fucking bonkers, and I and I think like in if an audience wanted to get into this, they would. But I feel like mm. this is a weird. It's like it's it's a movie that is like meant for genre fans, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's I it's, agree it's for like sure. it's like later Friday the Thirteenth films where it's like, and like anybody who wants to be put and like it's it's coming around this time so that around Halloween you'll watch it and be like, oh man, this movie is fucking weird, dude. Like, and I think yeah. like. I don't know if it's entirely successful, but I will say that, like, I hate, I am not a fan of James Wan for a lot of things, but there are some legitimately cool moments of cinematography and some really fun things that happen in this movie uh, that I think, I think the critics are right on this one. The audience is stupid, but, you know, that's just that, like, yeah. yeah. To bounce off of you there with some of the shots... Uh, any time she would like see Gabriel killing people and the world would like melt away, super into it. I, every time one of those shots popped up, I was like, "Ugh, I lo- I love just the the melt away aspect." It was just really cool for me. I'm a sucker for simple things like that. One of the coolest shots in this movie. It's oh, not it's not that where where like it's like the top down. Yes, shot. So that, I, I read that one down I would, too. I, yeah. I, 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 like, I loved that. I loved that. It, I, I I'd never seen it done that way before. Where it's almost like they never, had and such for so long. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so sustained. Yeah, where it's almost like they had to have made it on a soundstage and just fucking shot a crane over it and like. But it was yeah. it was very cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, and it, and it kind of like to your point, Corbin. It kind of makes you think about the canned dialogue because of how smart some of those shots are. It's like, okay, so this has to be intentional, which I don't think like not to put myself above a regular audience member because I'm really not. But like, I think if you're just sitting to watch a movie and you leave it afterwards and you're not like you don't have to sit with it for a day or two to do a fucking podcast with. You're not gonna think about that bit of it, and you're gonna be like, "That movie was just fucking stupid." Like every bit of dialogue felt so fake and hokey, and so there is that aspect of it that I think mm-hmm. that I can understand why it might be so divisive for audiences and critics. For sure, and I think that there's also like, <clears throat> I mean, you just have to think about the fact that James Wan has sort of cultivated an image for himself in horror, in, in mainstream horror, especially, right? And so the type of people, the average person, I'll say, because I get super excited when he comes out with a new movie, but the average person that's getting excited for a new James Wan movie, um, especially after the last 10 years of paranormal horror from him, is looking for something pretty specific. And this just, it just isn't it. Yeah. You know? Like this movie isn't it at all. It's a decidedly different approach. There's definitely, for sure, there's a level of expectation there. And... I also think that, you know, Bobby mentioned it earlier that this movie feels like it's for genre fans. And I agree with that. And I think that it also it's not just for genre fans, but it's for genre fans of very specific eras. Because if you are somebody who got into horror, let's say the last 15 years, and you have only watched movies as they've come out, this movie even still is probably not hitting a lot of like the buttons for you because this movie is taking a lot from like 
mid 70s to early 80s and then very much so like the late 90s like there's a lot of oddly melodramatic aspects to it like it feels like it's taking elements of like the slasher era after scream came out but without the satire when it was like the i know what you did last summer era (laughs) and then putting it inside a modern giallo setup and it's just silly yeah it's just silly (laughs) it was it was it's it's Juan's film school contemporaries if they made a giallo like yeah for sure exactly and exactly and again (laughs) it's a weird kooky mashup that it kind of fucking works like it i think it really works especially for again especially for a popcorn flick and that's what this is like like i want to be very clear like i talked a lot last week about how beyond the black rainbow is this weird esoteric very crazy this is not that at all (laughs) and it never but like like it, but it is it is it's also a, not trying to no be like it's at a all. very fun no. romp though like definitely i mean this movie like like the villain barely even has an objective like that's how thin it is yeah. like we're just here to see some crazy stuff happen for basically no reason <laughs> can i <laughs> and sometimes that's enough <laughs> can i ask a question that we typically never get enough time to talk about yeah the score yeah <laughs> weak right incredibly weak i would i would go so far as to say the music was distracting in this film i would agree with that i felt that the music did nothing but cut tension when in scenes where it deserved to have tension i agree so much i sat there i sat there in in moments and i i stand by this where like every time like it would come out i was just like i'm i I, this would be so much scary if the soundtrack was different (laughs) like so uh after Pretty early in the movie, um, the partner like cop like... of Shaw. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. The partner cop of Shaw says, uh, no forced entry and abusive husband. Motive. Like, right after that, it's maybe 15, 20 minutes into the film, I have written down, has there been any time without background music? Because it's just constant in this film. There's Who it, is Gabriel? Boom! And there's like one track that keeps repeating that's oddly yeah, like a pop sounding intro it's a to cover, a song. Yeah. What it what I okay, it I I knew I'd heard whatever that tune was, but I couldn't place it. It's been bothering me. Okay. So I guess two to one. I adore the music in this movie. I absolutely loved it. Every time they chose to cut the tension with just an absolutely ridiculous musical piece. I smiled. I thought it was so funny and so well done. Like, there was this really silly, like, combination of early 2000s, like, almost, like, metal horror soundtrack combined with giallo, like, camera zooms, and it got me every time, and I loved it. And that ex- that cover that Alan's talking about, adored it. I wrote down about the music several times. I really liked that it it was there like basically the whole time and I didn't complain at all because I thought it was really good. <laughs> See, I, I, it, I, I, I think it completely matches the atmosphere, the intended atmosphere of the movie. I agree with and you. And I think that if you're watching if you're watching the movie and trying to and after you kind of know what is actually the intention, the music totally fits. And yeah, if you're if you're still thinking that it's a serious movie, the music is so distracting. But I think the music is absolutely keys into the the vibe of, of the film in a in a perfect. In way. some a moments, it does, but like there are moments that truly are meant to be tense. That don't that the music does not serve. Like I don't know. Like again, I, I'm gonna like there are other jellos or other like like uh, what is it? Um, the final door or the beyond? The beyond. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The Beyond has plenty of moments where they have like this like weird like jazzy bass line, like mm-hmm. that like or, like that that a lot of giallo Italian f- films had and like in scary moments to kind of cut the tension. But like throughout the movie, when you start hearing that, the tension starts to rise right uh, because of that. And at the end, the scariest yeah. bit of that movie is the very end in the Beyond, and like. It's completely silent and it works, and they never have that in this movie. 
and I feel yeah, like because I because I, I, I think that the music is part of like the genre soup of of the movie, and that's you know yeah. Uh, and, but you can you can you can also like take that right and, and mm-hmm. admit that like there are parts when you soup something when you throw stuff in a soup, some flavor is going to get missing that I think might have been better suited to be in there. Maybe. And so that that's what I, that, I mean I mean I agree in general, yeah. but I don't I don't you know agree that in I, this instance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I would change it. Like I after I finished watching it, I didn't end up watching this one with Jill. I was going to. She's a James Bond fan. We're going to try to watch it together. Couldn't. Uh I after I finished watching it, I did tell her like I'll watch this again with you anytime cuz it was I loved it. I thought it was just very fun and i think the music really keyed into that for me for me personally wouldn't change it i'm sorry you guys didn't enjoy the sound just seemed excessive more than anything <laughs> it like, is excessive no i agree 100 percent. so i guess the i'm question not disagreeing I would ask with there, anything you guys are yeah i would ask is yeah. that a common thing in just giallos in general is like score being like that or is this just a unique thing with what james wand was doing here? so giallos are more thrillers than they are horror flicks so there's a little mm-hmm. bit yep. more of like they're like violent thrillers. Yeah, you basically. can play. You yeah. can. They're 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 usually murder mysteries, so you can play a little mm-hmm. bit more with like soundtrack to make it less scary and more like you want to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like I I I think I think yeah. Corbett hit the nail on the I head. That's that, very nineties in that way. Yeah. Of just like. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't use this soundtrack as like an example of a giallo soundtrack i just think it's attached to a movie that has giallo influences uh but i do think that most giallos have very good soundtracks i think that music is pretty key to that genre hey speaking of we've been saying giallo a lot does anyone want to define what a giallo is like i know we've kind of like piecemealed (laughs) it it, corbin take the take the rope here take it take it away it it is in you know bobby mentioned it's basically a murder mystery it's an italian uh genre uh, that is, at its core, a thriller, like a detective thriller almost. Um, but over time, and as Western like slasher sensibilities kind of poured it over, it became a very violent genre while keeping it the way the story was told. And so usually when you would say, oh, giallo, like, the type of movie you're describing is an Italian murder mystery with like a slasher-type villain who is exceedingly violent. Um and like heavy lots and lots of blood heavy gore elements but the story is usually still forward unlike a slasher where like the point is about the kills like it's still about the story it just happens to have that same type of violence um there's a lot of like things that this movie has that most giallos have which like uh gabriel wears like black leather gloves that's very giallo like that's typical like the the knife the weapon that he uses very typical stuff like that the the killer is typically a character that you can figure out throughout the movie. Like uh, if you watch like uh, Deep Red, Deep Red is like probably one of the best, if not the best, Giallo that came out. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, there's like yeah, black, especially like what like black leather trench coat, black gloves. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, yeah. yeah. The way that he looks is like a, it's a hundred percent. Like that's like every Giallo villain looks like that basically. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this movie will help bridge that kind of gap for the more average person to look into that? Like, if if you like this, here's something that's a little more in depth, but is in the same kind of vein? Absolutely not. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to say no. I think that, uh, you know, a few years ago, they remade Suspiria. It was incredible. Fantastic uh i would say all just as good as the original in different ways yes i would agree with that. and that movie did not move the needle on the genre mm-hmm. and i think if if that didn't do it with and that had a-list actors like that was that was a big movie i just don't i don't see it happening i think there's i i think, so. I think that this if anything will in in this it, it, it with like it'll be like sixteen core sixteen year old Corbins and Allens and Bobbies, who are like moving from point A to let's start a podcast in our late twenties, uh, and they'll be like, oh man, I really like that movie Malignant. 
what 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 are some of its influences and then they might go into that but that is going to be a a a subset of a subset of a subset of yeah. people who a niche will... of a niche yeah, yeah. i mean that's I mean, yeah. that's not to say right like like if you have a if you have a shutter account and by the way shutter please sponsor us uh if you have a shutter account like again like you can go watch a lot of these movies in their essentials I, that's where i watched them yep. for the first time it was like was like in my mid to late 20s uh, was watching a lot of these yellows so like they're not even that widely or easily accessible so there's there's a certain mm-hmm. level of like yeah even now yeah so there, there's yeah. some difficulty even in that i just don't while these movies should be watched uh i, I, I don't think this will do it I, like yeah and i also like i don't even if it gets people checking out its influences i think part of the question you're asking is is like do i see this movie causing like an american giallo renaissance like do i see you know two or three years from now more movies inspired by this like no, no. not more than there would have been yeah. anyway i think and i and um, i I, th- and, I i think part of that has to do with uh assholes like me no longer believing james wan is an auteur and so like <laughs> so like p- people will be like he's like well he's just making bullshit so like is this just another James Wan film? Because I like at the end of the day, does this is this does this still feel distinctly James Wan in both good and bad ways? Yes, but I think like where the Conjuring universe of feature films is James Wan not leaning in. This is him decidedly leaning in, and um, honestly, James, baby. Just lean in, pal. This is this, yeah. this is a way more fun of a ride. Exactly, yeah. it's indulgent in the best ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I definitely think that this will be a franchise. Oh yeah, and it'll fall apart immediately because he'll oh, he'll absolutely. he'll he'll do two, and then it'll just be over, and I'll never watch a single one after oh. it. I I definitely think we could get a, a, at least one more pretty good one. Oh, uh, we'll get five more. <laughs> And and one of them I, I, one more pretty good and one. one of them will be good and it'll be the next one he he directs. Will it be two? I don't know. Will it be eight? Who knows? <laughs> I think it's important to remember that like James Wan, even though he has mega franchises in all of the big subgenres from the last like twenty years, uh, he has not like kickstarted a, a genre. Nope. You know, even like his last two big franchises, Conjuring and Insidious were both paranormal movies that were riding a a wave of something that started with paranormal activity. And so, like, do I, I don't, I just, you know, we've never really seen him, like, kickstart a genre, and I don't know that it's going to happen. Yeah, Saw Saw was Cube. That was, yeah, exactly. Like, even even Saw was, like, that came out, and while, like, Rob Zombie was kind of hitting his, like, mainstream stride, and there's a lot of sensibilities. Did Martyrs come out before? Saw? Maybe. Saw came out in like 2004, so... I think I think the I think the actual original version of Martyrs came out before then, too. Let me... You know what? Let me go ahead and look, because... Uh, no, it didn't. It came we're out. Doing, we're doing on-the-air research. Yeah, I, I don't want to be wrong. I don't like being wrong about these things. But oh, hold no. on, Bobby. No, 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 Bobby. You're never wrong. Okay. Don't admit to ever being wrong. You've said it yourself. You're never well, wrong. Well, I'm never wrong. He wasn't that. wrong. He didn't say it. Yeah, yeah I, that's exactly. I, che- I checked. I checked to make sure <laughs> yeah. that I would never be wrong. And I'm not. Yeah. It it came out in 2008, so uh, I was not incorrect. I just made sure I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, 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 what would you say while we're here, right? What would you say this is riding the wave off of, though? I think that you know I mentioned it. Uh, I think on the Candyman episode that we're seeing a slasher resurgence. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is oh, sure. him him basically propositioning Warner Brothers and saying, hey, this is big, and I bet, you know, I could do it, but an original IP. And then he got the check because of that. Yeah. And then, but then instead of doing a slasher, did like the Giallo version of it. I will say. I think that that's, that's where it came I think from. I think you're right. I also think that Gabriel could fit very well into, into slasher canon. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, he's got he's got a, he's got a unique murder weapon. Like, um, mm-hmm. he's that he uh, he looks scurry. Um, mm-hmm. That it and like he does not. It only requires you to see his like gross face one time, and then you just put backwards face on somebody else like for the other times. Yeah, like 
It's great. Yeah. Like, like I can easily see like that being that it's a very merchandisable yeah. character. Yeah. And so if this came know, out in a different like era, a hit yeah, in that people way, would, for sure. people would yeah. wear him as a costume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So guys, what do we, what do we want to fucking rate this guy though? What do we want to rate this guy? What do we want to rate this guy? Yeah. So I think Alan should go first. I hate you. Um, I, I see him over there. I, I was I was doing hoping the, he doesn't have to go first. Exactly. I was doing the look at <laughs> anyone except the his, teacher his look right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> so originally I wrote down two and a half, mm. right in the middle. And I think, and this, so I, that was immediately after watching the movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a full point, three and a half, after sitting with it for a day, talking about it more, and just reflecting on what I experienced. It This movie is just fun. The, the, the middle bit kind of drags a little bit a little but when the movie goes and hits its stride it just kind of hits you hard there near the end and i I, the third act of this movie is 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 must watch for slasher fans of any capacity i mean it's just a romp from that point onward um we didn't talk about it too terribly much but when gabriel throws that chair across the entire precinct to nail those two i it it's played somewhat seriously. I laughed because that shit was hilarious. He like straight yeah. up spins and like discus throws this thing across the whole air. Hilarious. Why he even do that? Why he I don't even know. do that? He just had to. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think this movie is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it, it, it has, we've talked about. Uh, Gabriel, him walking backwards to do everything is interesting and cool. Uh, when when we see like the transformation proper, it's a good bit of body horror. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't think for me I could go much more than a three and a half because I, and part of that could just be I wasn't really expecting a lot of the campy melodramaticness that I was going to get. So that's that's probably just on me from having a preconceived idea of what I was going to experience. And this movie is like, nope, you ain't getting that. And it that just, it's hard for me to kind of course correct from that point onward because I just had an idea of what I was going to experience and this was not it. But it wasn't really a, it wasn't too bad for that, I guess I would say. So for me, I, I'd say it's three and a half. Okay. Bobby? Okay. So, for those for long-time listeners of the show, we know that a two for Bobby is the worst place that you can be. I need to explain this oh, when I give you give the journey that this, that this movie went on for yeah. me. Because it started off at a one and a half. Mm-hmm. And that was a good thing. I thought this was a very fun piece of bad cinema. And then I started to connect the dots. And this, like, again, I just started to be like, wait, I think a lot of this is intentional. And it jumped up several points to a three and a half. And that's where I landed with it. <laughs> there this we go. Solid, this movie's a solid ten, uh, seven out of ten. Uh, just, it does not, it does not, per- it's not perfect by any means. It's a popcorn flick, so it's not high art. Uh, but it is... Just, it's, I, I laughed. I was like, that's fucking cool. I like, you know, I just, I enjoyed myself uh, watching this movie. And I don't like James Wan typically. Uh, and so it was nice to like enjoy a film by a director I didn't necessarily always have the highest opinion of. Um, so like, you know, I got proved wrong. That's a good thing here. Um so yeah, it, yeah. It, there's just a like, like Alan said it right. Gabriel will be a very cool horror villain, a very cool um, uh, slasher that I will be uh, increasingly disappointed with in the same way that what's that ha- <laughs> that's happened to Pinhead. Uh, 
it's 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 campy it's goofy it's a it's a like it's a slasher movie and it's also got those weird giallo uh influences that just you know just gives it that extra bit of bit of goofy class that you gotta give it a three and a half out of five nice yeah so uh the reason why i went last is because i thought that i was going to give it the highest score and I wanted to go to last for that reason, because I wanted you guys to get... I, after talking, I thought you guys were going to give it a relatively low score, and then I was going to be able to swing in with the big score, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, now maybe I should have went first, because uh, I'm also going to give it a three to Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! We are a monolith! I, we are a monolith! <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not quite a four. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very enjoyable. Do I want to watch it again? Yes. Does it drag a little bit? Is it maybe twenty minutes too long? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know. But besides that, I didn't really have any problems with it. If you like James Wan, you were gonna like this movie. Probably it has just about everything you would like about a James Wan movie is in here somewhere. Um, I think that it was just completely over the top, silly fun, and. I like that sometimes. You know, the modern horror aesthetic is is very serious, very meaningful, and I love, love, love that. And this movie was fun for me in a nostalgic way. It kind of brings me back to the type of horror movies that got me into horror, and I really appreciated it for that. And I think that probably years from now, I'll this will be like a comfort movie that I just toss on and like vibe to. So three. And this half. is the background <laughs> movie while we're all playing like Monopoly or something. You get yeah, a cool exactly. scene, like oh, let's let's pause the game. Oh man, my my trophy just yeah. went past. Uh, just just bought Boardwalk <laughs> as the trophy's smashing. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on to the essentials section, I had one question for you guys. That's kind of a spoiler question, okay. so I want to ask you now. Okay. At what point did you realize why the movie is called Malignant? Oh, like. <laughs> like like immediately they, they 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 say it's time to cut out the cancer and i'm like oh okay yeah like yeah but like the fact that he's like okay. that he's like a brain tumor essentially like mm-hmm. yeah 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 like nice. yeah like when did you figure it out <laughs> i just didn't think about it until like the credits were rolling and then i was like oh yeah that's why it's called malignant <laughs> uh-uh. you, you didn't get it you didn't get it when when they when they fucking super uh, quick cut to her face because we time to cut out the cancer. <laughs> no, I just didn't think about it at all. <laughs> it's like, man, why, why, why are they making that a thing? Why are they doing it like that? <laughs> it's time to cut out the cancer. It's time to cut out the cancer. Oh my he God. sounded. He kind of sounded like Davy Jones. Yeah, like Davy Jones through no 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 not not not, not not Davy Jones. What's the one? The dude. The dude who had like the black ink. Javier Bardem. Uh, oh, yeah. The, I don't remember. The, uh, mm. Coming up on Essential Scares, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Four? <laughs> Five? Yeah. I don't remember. It's a bad movie. Uh, hey, is this movie essential? Yep. Is this essential? No spoilers. Um, Bobby, I think, has strong feelings about this, and I want him to go first. Um, No, I don't think it's essential. Mm-hmm. Um. This is going to feel weird. I don't like that this is a comparison I'm about to make. Um, but it's one I'm going to have to make. It's It kind of reminds me of uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm. In the way that it's a good one. That John Carpenter is horror royalty. Uh, John Carpenter can do no wrong. Um, for me, at least. Uh, and I feel like for a lot of people, James Wan has that similar place in their hearts. But this movie will be um, a really good movie that is probably ultimately forgotten because it uh, it won't stand on its own. And it, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that as soon as this movie becomes a franchise, this will serve ultimately in like a weird way where they're slowly going to back away from some of the canon that was established in this because it, it makes it too tight. Uh, 
too hard to be yeah like, along for him to win you know they're they're gonna they're probably gonna friday the 13th it uh it you know where which is fine but i i don't think i can already think of several ways that they can yeah. that they can retcon this movie to one of the easiest ones has to do with the ending we didn't get a chance to talk about in the spoiler cast so you no one knows what i'm talking about but if you watch the movie you do um yep. and well but um yeah, I, I, I just, I just can't. It's very good. It's very fun. It's not good. Good is not the right word I should use, but it's very fun. I gave it a three and a half out of five. It's a very fun movie. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I can't. I, I have, I have been very wishy washy on new movies our entire time, and I've just decided I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just gonna go with a hard no. It's not essential. Nice. Um, yeah. So I am gonna go ahead and and I'll be the Bobby this week. Okay. I'm gonna be wishy washy. Oh. <laughs> uh, for me, I think that this is going to be a no, but hmm. right because if I say I can say now, no, I think that is it. Relatively easy, no, but a hard recommend, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I really liked it. I also, we all gave it a three and a half out of five. If you skipped ahead, we all gave it three and a half. I really enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. Uh, I think that you would, if you're listening to this, you'd probably like it. Um, But is it going to be looked back on as an essential part of, like, 2020s horror? I doubt it. You know, I would I would be shocked, actually, if it was. Uh, but I mean, happily shocked, I guess, because that means the genre ended up moving in a way that I, during the spoiler cast, I predicted it would not, but I would like for that to happen. Um, so my butt is if this ends up being, you know, the next conjuring with like eight movies in it, it's hard to think that this one isn't going to be the best one. And then it probably does become essential because then you have another long running franchise that you probably want to have some knowledge on, and then you'd probably want to watch, you know, the beginning or the best of that of that franchise. And then I think this movie would sit there. Assuming that this franchise only goes for two, let's say, which is what I would predict right now, two movies, I would say that uh, overall it would be a no. Hmm. I have a no, but, but from a different angle. Two wishy-washies and neither I one know. of them are me? How does that make you feel, yeah, this Bobby? Is my first, this, this makes me feel strong and confident. The Chad yeah, Bobby it's nice. over here. It's nice, right? Just like, it's yeah. a no. Fuck y'all. Um, I'm never going to say maybe ever again. I don't care how wrong yeah. I am because I'm never wrong. But that's not important right now. So my no but yeah. more so comes from more of a... Uh, a prediction i would say so i I asked the question uh Mm. this isn't necessarily a spoiler because i think uh it's well it might i asked a question in the the discussion having to do with um does will this movie usher in um a genre to america that is not as common and if it does then i think this movie would absolutely be essential I, yeah. period just full stop yes because if it were to make that genre more digestible or more known or more mainstream in any real capacity then i think like kind of in a similar way with corbin said where if this becomes a nine series franchise it kind of has to be in that way will that happen it's hard to say i'm just not gonna rule it out because I'm a hopeless, uh, I, I don't know, I, I'd like, I, I like to think that for some reason this movie might spur people on in some way, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's a real fun flick, like, I yeah. would like to <laughs> see more blends of this, like, I would, I personally, I guess my, my, my no but kind of comes more from, I want to see this explored more, so I'm just gonna, like, will it into the ether, that it, that it happens. <laughs> I don't think it will, but it probably should. It, it, yeah, that's a good, honestly, yes, that's <laughs> And for a good, my own sake, I hope it does. Yeah, well, and honestly, <laughs> the other thing is, this makes me yeah. want to explore that genre much more, because I mm-hmm. think there, there's probably some, 
there are probably some movies that are going to speak to me very, very much so. So I just need to jump into them, frankly. I just do. Yeah. So it's a no, but for me. There you go. So we'll add that to the list of things to uh, to look back on in five years. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back and be like, <laughs> Helen was fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when not a single other yeah. mainstream movie is We out. reviewed That's this? Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> And Bobby will be able to be like, see, I've always been right. I'm a it's genius. It's a five-year track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, you know what? Speaking of Star Trek, <gasps> uh, what have you guys been up to lately? What are your handles? <laughs> well, as you've seen, my handle is a seal punter. You can find me just about anywhere on that handle. Uh, I have been playing Deathloop quite a bit as of late. A... Uh, PlayStation exclusive from Bethesda, which is owned by from Microsoft. Microsoft. Studios, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Uh, I'm a sucker for Arcane Studios. I will buy literally anything that studio produces with minimal uh, insight into what the project is. I love the Dishonored franchise. They're one of my favorite modern day developers. Um, Deathloop is a very interesting game. I... If you've got a PS5, buy it. Because frankly, what other exclusives are you playing at this point? Just as a just, I mean, that's just true with any of the the modern consoles at this point. Um, I'm so trying to do a mage run in the Demon Souls remake. Ooh, wait, I, got I, a PS5? I don't have a PS5. Hold on, no, no, oh. no. I was being, I was being a dick. Don't do that to me. I got excited because then that would mean we could suggest other things for side series. And now I'm gonna cry. Um, the other thing I've been doing is uh, when I was on my vacation last week, you guys didn't see an interruption, but we haven't talked in like two weeks. Um, I read like 150 pages of the stand because I gave my headphones to my wife for the plane back home and I read for two hours. It was lovely. That book's amazing. Stands very good. It's yes. very, very good. Stands really A much slower dope. burn than yeah. I was expecting. I'm 200 and something pages in and it's like, only just now starting to get serious yeah. in the book, which I just didn't expect that. Yeah. But reading the stand the during the COVID era is uh, very scary. It, uh. Yes, it is. You know, I'm sitting there on a plane in a uh, KF95 mask with two people next to me, just yeah. reading a book about a super flu. Yeah. It is a little like yeah. it kind of feels pretentious, frankly, to read that book at this time. I'll be honest; it really does, but. It's just I I, I finally I just, started just to call it research. It's so research. I so I started True. reading it at the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, like I didn't know that it was You're still reading it. No, I no like no I found it as long because I'm uh, I'm, I'm a golden <laughs> god and I audiobook and so I, and I listen at times two speed at a bare minimum because I'm fucking tough. Uh, <laughs> but um, I got I got I got my brain is wrinkly and wet and squishy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no smooth brain, Bobby. No, uh, but no not a smooth spot. There. No, it's all, it's nah. all folds, baby. It's only folds, uh, <laughs> and those folds are all black rainbows. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway, uh, but like the fact that how slowly and how fucking it fast it expanded, like I was like, oh no, we're all gonna die. <laughs> well, it's way worse because like even the like the again Stephen King is a literary genius and yes. a so many ways but the way he's like oh and in this movie theater uh 50 more people got the super flu yeah just like he drops it right at the very end of a paragraph like oh yeah this description i've been giving you uh, 50 more people just died have fun with that information and then he took a bump of cocaine yep (laughs) (laughs) he's like i could put out like seven thousand more pages tonight oh fuck uh and then he did yeah he wrote Bobby. it right after right for right after writing that chapter. <laughs> yes. Tell us what's up. Uh shit. Uh 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 Big Brother. Uh I two weeks have gone by and I am not up to date on it, but I will be able to tell you that in fact uh the cookout did make it to final six. Um, and I do not know who got eliminated tonight uh, for the double eviction, but I do know that Tiffany, if you guys are actually watching, probably did get evicted. That's my that's my guess. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be Tiffany. And if they're smart, they'd pick Xavier. 
but they probably aren't. But if they were, they'd pick Xavier. Because if he's not, he's going to win that game. That that nobody on this in this panel cares except for me, and maybe nobody else. That's fine. Uh, other than that, I care. I just don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I care because I care about you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Destiny, uh, 40k, um, my usual shit. Uh, uh, me and Corbin also kind of went on a vacation this weekend to Wisconsin uh, for a buddy's bachelor party. Um, and I got a really... He was on the show even. Yeah, that yeah Taylor. Taylor for Taylor's bachelor party, friend of the show. Yep. Um, and we went to a, a, a distillery called Driftless Glen, and they had some really nice stuff. Uh, I would really recommend their, uh, their, uh, their double barrel gin. Um, I, yeah, typi- really I typically drink whiskey, but it, it, it's gin, it's gin uh, aged in whiskey barrels. Um, is that and, the gin you sent us a picture of, Corbin? Yeah. Okay, makes and sense. And it's very, very good. Uh, if you're, if you're, if you're an alcohol drinker, especially if you drink gin, and especially, especially if you drink whiskey and want to get into other stuff, it's really, really good. Really, really accessible. Uh, I had, I've been, I drank it straight, and I drank it in a in a cocktail, and they are bo- it works both very, very well. What so. cocktail? Um, I had a margarita and a gin and tonic with it. And uh, I w- the gin and tonic was not recommended, and I make a fake gin and tonic with Lacroix, uh, and it worked. Yeah, it, tonic. It's technically a tonic water. Kind of. I've tried it's, gin it's, and tonic. There's no and tonic in it. It's just sparkling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically a tonic water. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> sparkling water is basically a tonic. I know tonic is sweeter, but you know whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever yeah there's you, calories in tonic yeah, there's stuff in yeah there. you yeah but you get the flavor from a, from a sparkling water you get a little lemon or a little lime in there not tonic flavor yeah you but you get a little lemon a little lime. that's like that's that's like saying like you could just freely swap out club soda for tonic at any time i didn't say that because those are two very different but it's things. like saying it's like saying it no because club soda is different <laughs> i there there's an equivalent exchange with tonic water and, and Lacroix. <laughs> Bobby, you're just gonna just keep on digging aren't you, at this point. Like, you're just going. Listen, he has to. He, he, has, can't, he, can't, be he listen, can't be wrong. He can't be wrong. He's just gotta listen, keep going. Listen, if there's one thing that you all know about me is Bobby will go with the bit as long as it takes. True. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It, I, I I said it was a fake gin and tonic. You, you heard me say it was a fake gin and tonic. So I'm not gonna. Well, yeah. We. Yeah. So I'm not just gonna call it lie. gin and sparkling, buddy. Because because that that's that's so many extra syllables, I can't be like let me get a G and T, and like it's called a gin and sp- yeah. a sparkling gin, a cocksucking gin and tonic. <laughs> oh God! All right, you can find me anywhere at Corbang. Oh wait, yeah. Speaking of yeah, uh, Twitch.tv/slash/TheRedWinny didn't say that. There it is. Uh, in the interim, uh, I have continued diligently my Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch through to the surprise of literally anybody that's hearing those words come out of my mouth. I have finished season two, and, uh, that means that I'm like 30% of the way through the show. 15%, I think, if I include Angel, which I am. So, uh, it sounds like a lot percent, but it's actually not. Uh, still really enjoying that. I'm glad that I went on this adventure, and I'm probably going to finish it a lot sooner than my original April 2022 uh, scheduled date. Uh, which, if you've done the math, I believe I'm ahead currently. <laughs> um, I actually have gotten some time in for gaming outside of Destiny. I've been playing Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Oh, so uh, good. I absolutely, absolutely love the original Super Hot. This super hot is like, it takes away some of those existential horror elements that the original had, sure. but it replaced them with a very enjoyable roguelike system, huh. uh, and I I really I really like it. <laughs> um, if you liked the original super hot, you would probably like this one. It's quick, it's fun. I think it's included on Game Pass, so if you're an Xbox gamer like we are, it's free basically. Um, you can find the podcast just about anywhere at essential scares we're active on facebook twitter and instagram and on all of those we have links to our facebook group and our discord if you join our discard if you join our discord um imagine if it was discard 
Just throwing it away every week. <laughs> <laughs> if you join Holy our Discord, shit, you can... dude, what was that? <laughs> you you can. <laughs> My camera's messing up. If you join our Discord, you can watch uh, movies with us every Wednesday. This past week, we watched Piranha 3D, which is um, a film <laughs> that I very much enjoyed. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> Um, but you know what? That, that wraps it up. That was, that was, it was a terrible joke and I couldn't possibly continue the show after it. Hey, uh, (laughs) thank you for, (laughs) yes. It was, it wasn't that bad. You're okay. I've made worse jokes on the show. Yeah, but I haven't. Uh, Fair. (laughs) No! Oh my god. Alright, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, share it with your friends. Um, Next week we're going to talk about the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you to Alan and Bobby for being on the show with me. I have been your host Corbin and this has been Essential Scares. It's time to cut out the breakdown, baby. Baby.